Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Delighted to be with you. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier and we are Computer and Technology Radio. All kinds of interesting, yeah, duh, we have Twitter news again. Uh, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be talking about how do you res- rescue a hacked account? Very important stuff, and uh, states that break their devices more than others. I don't know. Maybe there's some angry people out there. Uh, welcome. How are you, Marcia? Wow, your excitement level is really low. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, just, you know, oh, lay back today. Yeah, well, um, our tw- our our people out there are all excited to hear our show, and you know. We got we got to have it have it going here. We got to be Yay. happy. Yay! Hey, welcome! Yay! <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah, whatever. So uh, lots of things. It, it, it's just interesting. So I I would had planned today's show on just talking about new technologies, mm-hmm. but of course we have this deadline that those of us who use Twitter or observe Twitter or care or think it's the devil's tool, or think it's a wonderful place. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I think Twitter is basically what you make of it. I know all that bad stuff is there. I can go look for it if I want, but I don't look for it. I'm not interested. No, I know. But anyway... You've been doing Twitter a long time. uh, Yeah, I've been doing it since January of 2008. Okay, so and I did it around then, too, because you did it, and you talked to me about it. I don't do it the way you do, obviously, but what is your take on Twitter today versus when you first started? Better, worse, the same? I think if I say anything, it, it would go into my conspiracy theories of the okay. fact that, that Twitter's algorithm isn't just algorithm, and it has been proved that it is human. There are human beings who tweak mm-hmm. the algorithm and hide people's tweets and show people's tweets. And depending on what side of them you are. Right. It, and that's just not a conspiracy theory. I've yeah. test, tested it out with other people. And I think that's part of what Elon sees in, in buying Twitter, that that shouldn't be occurring. You know, you see the feed, stuff goes by, things that get liked get bumped up in the uh, algorithm. Simple. That's all it should be. Yeah, I, 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 it's interesting. I mean, you've written books about Twitter. You you are a very active user of Twitter. And, you know, my first reaction to, to Musk buying it is he must think he can make a lot of money doing it. You know, otherwise, well, why is he spending $40 billion plus dollars to buy it? But Well, I, he, you know. he did admit, interestingly enough, that he's overpaying. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it's a $44 billion deal. Right. Something I didn't understand, and you're in finance, you'll be able to explain it to me, okay, um, as to where he got the money. Hold on, well, that's hold on. A, you know, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, there's a lot of conjecture that he was going to sell off a bunch of his Tesla stock to fund it. Uh, out of his net worth, he could have borrowed. I don't know. That, that, that's not Well, he sold $30,000 of uh, burnt hair perfume at $100 a bottle. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I mean, you, know, you see, no clue that's what I love about him. You know, and it's like my selling on eBay. and <laughs> Anything for a buck when you need the money. Well, right. <laughs> I don't know. I know that they're not selling as many Teslas as they like, 
because the uh, they're so backlogged on the but car. It, but 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 this isn't a Tesla company. No, this is true. An Elon but he Musk makes company. his fortune off of Tesla. And yeah, that's but his again, he, there will be funding. He's got deals with banks. Right. He's putting some of his stock up as uh, as equity. I guess, for, for the loans. So I don't know where he's getting the money. I read one article that he's managed to get together $22 billion, which I guess, you know, the market cap of Tesla right now is under $700 billion. Right. So. Yeah, I had no clue. No idea where I he gets got his money from. Where, where the money's coming from. <laughs> you know, he's been bankrupt. He's been the richest man in the world. I mean, the guy is really an interesting guy. So Yeah, uh, I mean, that's, uh, that's you love him or hate him. I yep. mean, I, I look at his Twitter stream. Sometimes he says the most outrageous things and off-the-top things oh, yeah. that he probably shouldn't say. Probably But not. it's just so real and so raw and so open. I know, and I'm not a fangirl. I just, I've known him since the beginning, of, since x.com, mm-hmm. since before PayPal, and he's an innovator. He knows, and his bet on Twitter is to make it into a super app. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and he's going to pick up his old x.com, and there is one super app in the world, and I have used it extensively in China called WeChat, mm-hmm. and I love the app. WeChat is everything. I mean, even Bill Gates posts a weekly blog on WeChat, and it's there. He puts it up in English and translate. Uh, he puts it up in Chinese, of course, but also translates to English. So there's blogs to read on WeChat. It's There's chat on WeChat. There's like an Instagram-type feature on WeChat. I mean, all the if he does this, and I'm sure he can do it with the right people, you can call for an Uber. You can get your deliveries. You don't have to go to the individual Amazon app, let's say. Right. You can do it all through WeChat. And if yeah. he can turn Twitter into that, I mean, that that's big, big money. Well, he's not going to be all that popular among his employees because they're planning <laughs> to lay off, according to the rumors, about 5,000 people off of the staff, which was, we said, 7,500? Yep. I mean, that's a big chunk of your company you're laying off there. So, yeah. Uh, I've got to tell you, though, in my years working with Silicon Valley companies, and I have over two decades of experience, they are all so employee fat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I for mean, sure. Just and what they pay is insane. You know, if you get a job with them, good for you. I mean, you're going to be making really nice money, right? Oh yeah. So. Well, now I will say that there was an update, October 21st, which was yesterday. According to Bloomberg, Twitter General Counsel told staff that discussions about cost savings happened earlier this year, and they've stopped once the merger agreement was signed. So who knows if that's the case? Exactly. Well, they haven't stopped because Elon's going to take it even further. And he has to. It's important. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of fat in the company if you prune it all the way down. And plus, he's looking at people who were his enemies. If you read any of the news stories right now 
anywhere on the web. Um, Twitter employees are not happy about any of this. No, I'm sure they're not. So what, is he going to buy a company with a bunch of people that hate him? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Well, the people that remain will love him probably. And yeah. the people that get laid off, they're gone anyway. So, it, you know. Well, or they're just le- legit techies and legit, I mean, like the whistleblower. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. left because whistleblower. <laughs> there you go. All right, enough about uh, Elon for the day. Okay, um, so we're done with our Elon report. So now we're going to talk about hardware because there's a lot of interesting new hardware out. So let's talk yeah, a little I mean, bit about what Apple's done. Well, it's interesting. I, I have not upgraded, and I didn't realize how long it had been since I had upgraded my iPad. I have an iPad Pro, and I was looking at it. It's a Generation 4, and they're now on Generation 10. So that, that's been quite a while since I've upgraded, and I haven't had really any burning desire to do it. But, you know, if you hadn't upgraded your iPad in a while, you know, they've come out with their new iPad Pro M2, um, 10.9-inch screen. It's got a complete redesign. They added Apple TV 4K into it, uh, so that's an upgrade there. Uh, they came, they're they available, in, I think, in about a week. They're using the Apple M2 chip, so you'll get some boost in performance. You can use the Apple Pen, which you haven't been able to use prior to that. Uh, I don't like using a pen, so to me that's... No, you know, I no, don't either. So Yeah, yeah a, I mean, that no, does nothing you. for me. Uh, it is nice to have the Apple TV 4K, though. That's an add-on. Um, they're now wait a minute, a, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's talk about number of pixels. 4K to me makes a whole lot of sense on a big-ass TV. Yeah. Because of the amount of pixels you're dealing with. But on a tablet, is it really necessary? I personally don't think so, but I think it's a marketing selling point. But go ahead. (laughs) I mean, you know, I look at video on my iPad, and I am a video graphics person. Don't care that much about sound, just want to hear it. But graphically, I like to see crisp, clear 4K video. And on my fourth generation, which is now six behind, uh, it's crystal clear. So I don't know. I'd have to see them side by side to see if a 4K is that much better on my iPad than what I'm getting now. But, you know, they've upped the the, uh, the speed on their chips so that we'll be faster with this M2 chip. Um, that M2 chip also powers their MacBook Air 2022, the new one, and the 13-inch MacBook Pro. So that's come out. So I've looked. I even went as far to see what my iPad would be worth if I traded it in, and I can get about 400 bucks for it if I trade it in. Now, the new iPad equivalent is 1400 you know, equivalent to what I have, in, uh, you know, sitting on my desk now. So I'm, I'd still have to pay a thousand bucks to upgrade it. So I haven't really made a decision to do well, that. I mean, I guess if I've... you if you do just what you told us mm-hmm. right now on a tablet, mm-hmm. this this is the industry problem. For what you do, you don't need to upgrade. You're not doing right. gaming. You're not doing artwork. You're not editing movies. Right. Well, I do gaming on it, so I, I do that. But and it mostly, works. Yeah, uh, not for work, no. So, no, it you know. works for the gaming that you do. Oh, and for sure. And this is the yeah, problem, I, it, is it, that people are not buying new tablets, which is why it's so slow in the Android market for them to come up with new tablets, because people right. buy one, and it's good. We're happy. I mean, I've changed the case on my tablet <laughs> three times, because the case has fallen apart. Right. But the tablet, 
what else do I need? I read, maybe watch a video now and then. I check my email. Why do I have to upgrade it is the point. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with it because, like I say, I I hadn't really realized how long it – and it seemed to me, God, I upgraded this not that long ago. And I don't know how many years are in between from, you know, four to ten. It's not six years. It depends on when they bring them out. But um, we'll see. So that so that was the latest thing that came out of uh, Apple World. The, well, you know, but they the also iPad. came out with a new technology – uh, the Apple TV 4K that now has an A15 bionic chip. Yeah, that's what we just talked about. Yeah. But support for HDR10, again, is that really necessary on a tablet? And they have a smaller tablet, the standard iPad now, um, that's thinner. Yeah, that's the 11-inch. Front-facing camera is now on the longer landscape bezel. Yay. A14, but again, we have the tablet issue, is we may all, many people have tablets. I love tablets. A phone is just not enough for me to consume news and and everything I look at. Mm -hmm. But there's no reason to replace them. Once you have a good one, you know, that's why innovation is so important in technology. Well, if you go for the new maxed out 12-inch iPad Pro, you can get the cellular one. You get two. I don't know who needs two terabytes of storage. Two fifty six, but yeah, you know, twenty four hundred dollars. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's crazy. That's really crazy. You for know, twenty four hundred dollars, you can get a quality laptop. That, oh, beyond quality laptop. You know, I was talking to my friend Jessica, and we we said that the tablets were for consuming, and the laptop was for producing. For making things, for creating things. Right. And for consuming, you just don't need that big a deal, I don't think. Yeah, I think what you have to do is you have to decide what you're going to use the machine for. If you're using it like I do to sit and, you know, surf the web, get my email, do some business stuff, you know, play some games, you probably don't need to upgrade it. But Well, you know, and I also read the difference between the A1 and the A2 chip, or the M1 and M2, excuse me, uh, is not that big a deal. So if you have a iPad, the one, you know, the just previous one, it's just fine and you really don't need to upgrade. There you go. So uh, I probably won't, but it was, it was worth the exercise to actually look at it to decide yeah. whether or not that's something that I do want to do. Haven't made the decision to do that, and I probably won't, but it's interesting to know. Um, okay. Well, what's really cool is Microsoft has come out with, you know, yeah, Microsoft comes out with things and things happen, but they've finally, aside from the Surface devices, it's all important, mm-hmm. and Windows 11 and all that, they have come out with adaptive accessories. And I think these are so important. Because computers have totally ignored people with special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, people, I don't know if you've ever had a wrist problem using, you know, your mouse. You and I have always been very keen on on having the right chair and having right. the right devices. And ergonomic. I know I've been through a hundred ergonomics, yeah, a hundred different mice over my period of time. I, I know which is the good one. But they... Uh, have these new devices 
the adaptive accessories allows you to design your own controls that might be more comfortable or easier to use for you. So I, I'm looking at it. It's like, To me, it's like Legos, right? They'll have all these parts, and you'll be able to test the parts and see, mm-hmm. oh, if I add this onto that or if I do that to this, it'll be better for me. Um, it's $45 for the adaptive mouse with an optional $15 adaptive tail for thumb support. Yeah, that's Think a about tr- it. Probably thumb support. It. We never thought about that. You know, yeah. maybe you don't get a cramp in your right hand if you have a thumb support. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, you know I'm always worried about my hand because you know, and I get pain from time to time. You know, I also play racquetball, so that doesn't help. And my right hand is what I use on my iPad, on my iPhone, on everything. And I have some pain in there, and I keep worrying. I wonder where that's ultimately going to lead to. Well, um, these. Devices will be hitting the shelves soon. They'll work on Bluetooth 5.1. You can also use them with a phone, which is kind of cool. They're cool looking. Um, They had announced these originally back in May during the Ability Summit. And it's time. It's time that we, you know, the hardware companies start doing this. Because I got to tell you, the, the Apple mouse to me was always an ergonomic nightmare. Yeah, it's a very, it was always, of even the Apple people never liked the mouse. But it looks good. I mean, you oh, got to hand it to them. It looks beautiful. great. Yeah, that's really interesting. We've been talking, I started this show almost 22 years, I can't believe, 22 years ago. And in the early days of the show, that's where I first started talking about ergonomics. I had a company come out and sit, you know. I remember, ch- yeah. Yeah, got a chair, you know, get a desktop, get you know, everything. And that was 20 years ago. You know, and well, we're I'm still... still using my Aeron chair in the yeah. office. Unfortunately, I don't do all my work in the office. But when I sit down in this Herman Miller Aeron chair that's 20 years old, mm-hmm. you can buy them used. They come in three different sizes based on your height and weight. It is the most comfortable chair on the planet. And I could sit in it for hours. It's just, I get lonely in the office. <laughs> no. But at least you're comfortable. I mean, I, at least I, I used to have my doggy with me, but mm. plus I got to clean up the office. But that's a whole other story. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> for another uh, day. Okay, so, you know, I've never had any interest in smart home locks. Neither I do have find I. that in the new car, and maybe you, I, this is just a new feature to us, but in my wife's new car, I have a smart key on my phone. So when I walk up to the car, it automatically opens the door. So what did you find out about Level Lock Plus? Wait a minute. It opens the door or it unlocks the door? Unlocks the door. Sorry. It unlocks the door. Not opens the door, but unlocks the door. Right. Well, that that's my car's done that forever. I was like, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if it's new or not new, but uh, yeah. it's the first car I've had that does that. No, but I do not like the idea of an electronic home key. I've never liked that either. I just, and very few people I know are real happy with it, except for people who live in apartments who don't have a whole lot to protect. Well, right. <laughs> um, and the thing is, you know, we've talked about it before. Video cameras are great, but if you're filming them inside your house, it's too late. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you're trying to catch them. 
And sometimes that works. Well, but, but you've you're... already gotten, if you have enough outside cameras, you already have a picture. Right, right. <laughs> but there's a new, 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 new. It's called Level Lock Plus. And it's available for purchase now at Apple's online sto- store. I'm looking at a picture of it. And I'm fine, by the way, in being in a hotel and, you know, having the key in my phone, I guess. That's okay. Well, I'm in a hotel, it would make sense. So you don't have to carry around the key. I like that idea. But the thing is, I still feel more secure. You know, when, you, when you're staying in a hotel, you're sleeping at night. Right. That somebody else could just open your door. I, I'm just not real happy with that. Well, I assume you do the bolt lock. And I don't believe well, yeah. that the bolt locks are electronic. Uh, well, this... This is this lock that I, the level lock plus is a bolt lock. Look at the picture. Oh, yeah, I'm looking. Well, uh, you can, I'm looking at the picture. You can't really tell. Um, they're but, holding a phone up to a bolt lock. Up to the lock, right? And uh, but they are integrated in Apple's HomeKit. Mm-hmm. And the level lock two is equipped with a powerful NFC antenna, so it's BHMI AAA certified the highest industry standard for safety and durability. Like the original level lock, it looks good. Okay, well, yeah, it does. It looks like a lock. (laughs) It looks like every other lock I've ever seen, which is actually a step above, and to me, a better thing than all these weird locks that we see when we go to CES, right? Every yeah. time we look at the, they look weird. Like you have this lock and you have a keypad yeah. and it's I mean, it's weird. not inexpensive. And they're not inexpensive. Bucks. And you can share access with guests. I don't like that at all. <laughs> no, right. Exactly. And it's a plus uh, if you happen to be away and you need somebody to get into your house like your you child. You can't hand them a key? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was about to say, for me... Carrying a key on my key ring is not a real big deal. You know what? Yeah. I mean, we always have house sitters when we travel. There are people living in my house all the time. And they have a key. There's nobody. So, you know, what I worry about, and I know this is NFC, which has nothing to do with Wi-Fi. But, okay, what if the battery goes out in the phone? What if the battery goes out in the lock? Now, I'm sure... For $79, it says, you can optionally buy a keypad that allows entry through a key code. But still, I want a key. And I don't, you know, I don't know. Hopefully there's a key that comes with it. I'm not a giant fan. Maybe I'll be proved wrong, but it's just not something I'm ready for at my house. How about you? No, I agree. Okay, so smart plugs have been around for a long time. But you found some things that might make nice, nice gifts for the holidays? Well, not nice gifts. You know, it's not really gifting time yet. But people put on these crazy Halloween displays now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it is anywhere else in this country. But on the third tier of the Los Angeles DWP, we're paying 30 cents a kilowatt hour. <laughs> right. That is a lot of money. So, I mean, when you want to celebrate and everything, you know, we were going to light up some stuff in front of the house. And we all talked about it and said, you know, no, we're not going to. All it's doing is going to enrich the DWP. I'm sorry. So we did a small little thing. I'll be posting pictures on Facebook. But um, 
No, it costs you way too much. So what you need to do is get smart plugs. We have smart plugs throughout our house, so we can really regulate the usage of lighting and things like that. And that hopefully we're working on our electric bill because they recently raised the prices. So they're in the stratosphere. Mm -hmm. And if you have, I mean, mechanical timers, which people used to use, they get out of sync if you lose power. Mm -hmm. Or digital timers are tough to synchronize if you know if you have to synchronize lights if if that makes a difference also many timers are only two prong which rules out using them for holiday decorations that need a ground pin and there are very few traditional timers that have a remote control via via a radio remote which yeah it's true you want that mm-hmm. remote control so This is the time where you should invest. I mean, it's Halloween. If you're not decorating for Halloween, you may be decorating for Christmas. Um, It'll just make everything easier. And you can get smart plugs for under 20 bucks. It's not a big deal. They come in four packs. They're even cheaper. And again, about syncing your decorations, it's a whole lot easier to do with a smart plug than a mechanical plug. And it's just a good way to go all around. Yeah, there you go. Um, Here's one that doesn't necessarily bother me. One, I don't take Uber very often unless I'm on vacation somewhere and I need to go, you know, and I don't have a car rental. But Uber apparently is preparing to show targeted ads on its ride-hailing app, which is interesting. Uh, They announced that the ads will pop up as Uber users wait for their rides and during their trips. In addition, the ads may appear in sponsored emails. Uh, they've got 40 brands that are partnering with them, including NBC Universal, Heineken Beer, United Artists Releasing. Uh, they plan to display what they call relevant, uh, relevant, not relevant, relevant uh, <laughs> ads. The company's private poli- uh, privacy policy says it will tap data such as appropriate location, trip information, history, user data, uh, demographic data, uh, which may uh, include gender and other uh, identification things. Now, to me, if you're getting ads while you're in your Uber, okay, I mean, I don't have to pay attention to it. I don't have to leave my Uber app open, open once I'm in the car. And once I call the car to get to me, I guess I don't have to watch them all that much. I don't know. I don't seem to, other than the privacy issues, which there are a lot here. Uh, yeah, what do you because think the, it will ads? be based on where you are. Right, correct. You know, suddenly you'll see an ad for McDonald's as you're passing by McDonald's. But we always know that Uber has been overly involved in our location as, right. as we've used it before. I mean, sure. Uber is kind of a privacy mess anyway. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I don't care. It's not a big deal for me. Yeah, that one doesn't faze me all that much. Uh, It'll be interesting to see. We talked about it last week, and we'll talk about Netflix later, but how many people are going to pay down to save money on Netflix ads? So, you know, all of a sudden, there's a lot of companies that are trying to figure out a way to raise revenue, and this will be the latest one, Uber. So we'll Mm -hmm. see how that works out. Okay, uh, we, now, uh, we're running out of time. So this was an article I found for you. Oh, wait, um, so, but now it's time before you oh, do that. Yes. It, 
where we search the planet, the universe, and Best Buy for the Buy of the Week. Thank you. You seemed a little slow on, on your drumming today. Are yeah, you well, I was reading an article. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> no, not on getting to it, the actual drum roll itself. Um, you know, that happens when you get tired and you use those drumsticks. So if you were looking for, this is a really good price on a, on a relatively high-end laptop computer. Um, HP, which makes a good computer, their Envy, it's a 2-in-1, 13.3 touchscreen laptop. So you got the touchscreen, got a decent size uh, uh, screen at 13.3, and it's a touchscreen. It comes with the Intel Core i7, not the i3, not the i5, but the i7, which is their uh, uh, better uh, speed. 8 gigabyte memory, 512 gigabytes of SSD RAM, comes in what they call natural silver color. Um, and it's got, you know, the, the normal sucking belt. silver. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Um, Put a case but on it. Kind of, yeah, I mean, it's got the, you know, got the, the usual uh, processor speed up to 4.7 gigahertz, SSD storage, um, all the, you know, kind of bells and whistles that you need. Works with Amazon Echo, uh, lithium-ion batteries, two-in-one key design, so on and so forth. Very high-end uh, computer. It normally sells for about $1,100, uh, $1,049. It is on sale at Best Buy for $699.99. Save 350 bucks off of this, over 30% off of the price. And um, very nice laptop computer. It's uh, Let me give you the model number. It's the HP 13BF0013DX. And it is available at Best Buy for $699.99. So that kind of gives you everything you really need on a, on a good-sized high-end laptop. Well, and exactly. And, and is, if there's a, you have an uh, iPad... I mean that is cheaper than an iPad, and if you, if you are budget conscious, oh yeah, that laptop is brilliant and a great way to go because you can do, yeah. use it both ways. You can use it for consuming. And, you can, uh, yeah. yeah, very nice thing. Um, okay, so uh, I've talked about the woes of my internet through the years and how I went for twenty plus years with a five uh, megabit per second internet speed, then we went up, we got a new company, then I tried twenty five, but it was terrible, and then we got up to eighty and they went bankrupt. And so we've got another company that's coming over and taking over. Kind of a little bit similar to the story that you found. Uh so how did well, this I think work it's out? brilliant and I think you should have done it and made a mint. But mm-hmm. you know, you were busy doing other things. But you already have yeah. a mint, so you have a money printing machine. I have a printing press. It's, yeah. I just print right in um, the backyard. Okay. So this guy lives in Los Altos Hills, which is in Silicon Valley, but it's up in the hills, kind of like I'm looking at this picture. Kind of reminds mm-hmm. me on the way, looks like the way to your house. Mm-hmm. Um, and Comcast, AT&T, they all want $210,000 to bring internet to his house. Same issue, which is, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and it's only five miles, mind you, from Google's headquarters. Right. (laughs) But they never wired for internet when the houses were built. So this guy, nobody was going to pay that kind of money. There are five parcels of land, so they got together and they built their own internet. Yep, very cool. 
I mean, that way they split the money between the three of them. They're adding value to their houses. Uh, ended up, Comcast wanted 300 per foot to trench cable around 700 feet. Right. 300 per foot. I'm just telling you that I'm thinking you could get a lot cheaper deal than $300 per foot to trench. Yeah, these cable companies, they want a lot. We had a, almost <laughs> had a deal with Spectrum, and at the last minute they backed out because they didn't want to spend the money. And we have maybe 70 homes. This area, did it say how many houses are serviced by this? I think it's only five. Yeah. So, I mean, we had enough that you'd think the companies would say, yeah, okay, we'll do that. But no, not yet. Uh, But, I mean, uh, typical Silicon Valley overpaying for crap. Well, right. So they needed 700 feet at $300 per foot. That's just ludicrous just to lay the cable. Um, But they calculated a distance of 167 feet from his property to the nearest pole with Comcast wires. Mm -hmm. Um, Comcast told him the house was too far from the pole to legally provide above-ground service. Okay. They just did it themselves. Let's let's cut the story really short. They did it themselves and... The heck with Comcast. And it's all about getting your community involved. You know, a lot of people these days, they don't talk to their neighbors. They don't do this. Yep. They have a private road there. Yeah, there's a whole thing about private roads. We were thinking about changing to a private road, and then we said, hell no, because then we don't get all the city stuff. Yeah, we're a private but, road. Uh, yeah, um, no thanks. Yeah, um, I mean, it's interesting. But exactly what you're talking about here, when I find out, found out that this company was leaving – because they couldn't figure out how to make it work. I got in touch with a neighbor who lives up on the top of a hill, and I said, hey, how are you if they put the tower on your land? They'll give you whatever they give you, and I don't even know what it is. And she said, yeah, absolutely. So it is the same kind of community effort, slightly bigger scale because we have more people here, but uh, that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, Some friends took, took it over. Uh, business people took it over, and they're now going to run the company. So, um, so okay, got, are you going to have a party when you finally get decent internet? Well, I've had decent internet now for about a year and a half. I'm getting about 80 megabits per second. Well, that's so fine. Well, it's not as, but, I mean, when you get primo internet, I really think for all all of us hearing about your whining over the Yeah, years. you're right. I should have a big party for everybody. Yeah, hot dogs, class hamburgers for, in the back. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't absolutely. go that far. I wouldn't. Do, don't get carried away. But, well, no, that's okay to say now because I don't know if you noticed the latest story from whatever airlines is. They're eliminating first class. Yeah. Because nobody buys it anymore. But, but when their numbers, which is okay, which is really funny because I tweeted that story. Uh-huh. But American Airlines numbers came out yesterday. And in the SEC statement, it said sales of first-class seats were up 80%. So, That's, so interesting. <laughs> That's think, really interesting. Yeah, well, but, you know, they make these decisions so far in advance, right? Well, right, but exactly. what they were putting in was flagship business class, which mm-hmm. has a door. You're like in your own private cabin. Yeah, right, it's exactly. It's very cool. So I'm, I'm somehow sure that... The Kardashians will never use it. They're too busy destroying the air around Van Nuys Airport, <laughs> which is a whole other story about the private airports here in Los Angeles and these celebrities in their eight-minute flights dumping right. tens of thousands of carbon in the yeah. air. It's terrible. 
But anyway. Uh, all right. So you you found this is an interesting story. And I would never have thought of s- certain states breaking their phones more than others. So what is the story with that? It's just, well, you know, it's just data, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you could say 4,000 people ate at a Chinese restaurant last night in Missouri. You could okay. say that. It's just, so yeah. just the same kind of thing. Right. So in three to four Americans have never had to, have had to replace a phone due to breaking it. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've broken my phone, but, I've, but I fixed the screen. I took it to Apple and had the screen fixed. I didn't replace the phone. Well, 30%, 31% have had a broken phone com- and completely lost the data that it contained, which is just That's interesting. crazy. Um, so secure data, um, their website is securedatarecovery.com. An interesting website. They do a lot of good things. They're also on Twitter. They had a thing on their website, and how many people in each state have had to replace a phone due to breaking it? And the winner is Texas. Well, Texas is the biggest state. So, you know, working by percentages versus numbers, Missouri is second at 88%, Oklahoma at 88%, Illinois at 86%, South Carolina at 85%. I don't know what these yeah. people are doing with their phones. I got nothing. Well, Texas makes sense because it's a carry state. So they're probably shooting their phones accidentally. <laughs> and they know, you know, once you shoot your phone, it's dead. So now, who that's do you think is Texas. the leader in cracked screens? Cracked screens? God, I... Uh, uh, Mississippi well, I see it, so is tied with Texas at 29% of the people who have phones. Louisiana is coming up real close at 28%. And this piece of data, I just, it, it totally cracked me up because you wonder, you wonder about this kind of stuff. How many people um, in each state drop their phone at least once a week? Really? Well, I'm really? one of them for sure. In Utah, I don't know what they're doing in Utah, but 65% of the people drop their phone at least once a week. Yeah, that's I got, interesting. But interesting, the people in Texas aren't the leaders. It's Connecticut, Virginia, Mississippi, and West Virginia. You know, it can't be Utah, as I talked about the, the shooting, uh, the Texas, you know, you carry your parents. In Utah, I believe Utah is a dry state. Is that not? You can't still can't mm. buy alcohol? Mm. So it's not because yeah, they're drinking Yeah, you can too much. buy alcohol in Utah. You have to pay admission to Walk into a private club. Once it's a private club, you can get booze. Oh, then you can do that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but so, um, the, booze isn't even the point here. Uh, what, Connecticut, fifty-eight percent of the people. What? Yeah, I do. I have to admit, I drop my phone on a regular basis. Um, don't know why. You know, sometimes it's slippery in your hand. Sometimes it's not. Uh, so people do drop their phones on a regular basis. Now, well, I think it's because you hold your phone more than any other item that you carry. So they don't ask how often do you drop your car keys. Well, you use your car keys once a day. Your phone you're using 24-7. So that does make some sense. So uh, just so you know, again, this is from Secure Data, and they are on Twitter at Secure Data, and they do hard drive recovery. 
Okay. Which is important, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We used to recommend companies on the time for data recovery all the time, mostly for photographs. And, and things we, that get, people lost. we get more questions, right? Because people seem to be dropping their phones at the crazy pace. I, I, yeah, I don't right, quite exactly. understand it. But now we have another source, and I will keep that in our show notes if anybody wants to have it in the future, because it's cool. crazy. Uh, okay, I don't use Google Photos. I use the Apple Photo uh, library, but I think you do, don't you? Well, and so does Kurt, and Kurt uses an iPhone. Uh, he uses Apple Photos and Google Photos. Mm-hmm. The truth is... Google Photos is just the shit. <laughs> it is great. Really? It is, okay. It is really the best. It's AI-based. The photo editing, depending, of course, which phone you have, is beyond top drawer. Um, my phone isn't new enough to have it, but they're going to have uh, where you drop out the background during editing. Mm-hmm. You can access them from photos.google.com. If I want to search my photos, I'll type uh, find all the pic, uh, just Sammy. If I put Sammy in there, Google Photos knows that Sammy is my cat, and it'll pull up all the pictures of Sammy the cat. If I put in your name, Mark, every picture we've ever taken together comes up. That's fun. That's nice. That's a nice feature. Yeah, so uh, there are a lot of lot of great things. So if you have Apple, you can still use it. Yeah, it's free. I mean, until you fill it up, right? <laughs> but um, open Google Photos after you've installed it. Tap your profile picture and then tap photo settings. Tap back, back up and sync. And then the important thing is to tap upload size. Different than Apple Photos you can select a lower resolution for your backup to Google Photos. Mm-hmm. I like that. I would rather, well, you know, you say, well, there's so much space in the cloud and the whole thing. But do you know any thousand? I have close over 5,000 photos in the cloud. Yeah, I have a lot too. And how many of them do I really print out? The uh, default I print size. Out virtually none. Right. The default size, uh, come the holidays, I usually send out um, canvas prints to people. Mm -hmm. And when I send out the canvas prints, there's always a little question of whether it's high resolution or not. But I usually have the original on a hard drive or on one of my phones. So if I need to upload that, I can do that. But keeping them up there at a much smaller size is great. You look at them on a screen. They're fabulous. It will store them at original quality, but... I mean, seriously, if you're shooting 48 megapixel photos, that's crazy. You're going to have to start paying for space real soon. Yeah, exactly. You know? Uh, Well, we're almost out of time. Should we talk a little TV movie stuff? A little TV. Do it. Do it. Do it. I only uh, have one thing to say. Okay, so Netflix has got their top 10 list of things that are out. I understand I haven't watched this yet because I've been busy with network TV lately, but uh, The Watcher is supposed to be a very, very good show. Yeah, uh, but about, take a look at the ratings. Uh, the rating, It's got one star, basically, which interesting. is interesting. Okay, because I had a friend call me and say, hey, you got to watch this. It's good. I understand uh, that, you know, but 
I look at the ratings, and if you go to top10netflix.com every week, top10.netflix.com every week, right. you can see the top 10 in the country, the top 10 TV, the top 10 movies. Yep. Interestingly, if you go over to the international, the global top 10, that favorite show of mine, the K-drama from Korea, mm-hmm. <laughs> Extraordinary Attorney Wu. It's been on the top 10 list for 15 weeks and is highly super, super rated. Uh, People love it. And unfortunately, they put on dubbing in English. And you say, why would that be unfortunate? You don't have to read the... Do you know what's weird about looking at Asian people and seeing a borderline Boston accent come out of their mouth? (laughs) Right. It just, to me, it doesn't work. Yeah, Even Kurt, who hates America. subtitles, said, get it off of that thing. Go back to the subtitles. Because think about it, folks. At least if it's Asian people, have Asian people talking. They can speak English. Right. Yeah, they can dub exactly. their own. Yeah. So one number one, not number one, number two now, but the highest rated. And I watched like a half an hour and I went, I don't know, is the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, uh, I I'm just, not sure I, I care can't. about it either. But it's I gotten can't. good ratings according to this, well, this you rating know, and, th- and that's the discussion for a whole other podcast about the downfall of society. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, for now we're getting close to wrapping up here, right? We, uh, we are just about done. I mean, uh, is there anything in the network that you're watching right now? You know, I uh, I there's a new show, Fire... Something. Firestorm, fire something that I'm enjoying. I, I do like uh, my son-in-law is a uh, LAFD firefighter. So I'm kind well, of I love Chicago that. Fire. So Oh, me too. Love, love the, I love fire. that show. I don't know what the deal is. It's crazy. It's an old folks show. So say goodbye, Mark. Hey, thank you for joining us. We'll see you again next weekend. Have a great week. And this is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen saying, have a great week in tech. We'll be with you next week. And DM me on Twitter if you have any questions. Have a good week. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.